Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn, and joining me this week are my extraordinarily festive co-hosts, Jules and Nevermore. Hello, ladies. Hello. (laughs) If you guys are wondering if you are currently listening to the audio version, uh, we opened up the Skype call and Nevermore goes, all right, guys, are you ready? Turns on her camera has reindeer antlers with flashing red and green lights behind her and is just the most festive of all festive. So I had to try to step it up with my sparkly Santa hat, although I really can't compete with with the with the reindeer antlers. So if you only ever listen to this podcast in audio form, I very much recommend that you go and find the video version because Nevermore is not to be missed. Aww. She is so freaking cute, you have no idea. That's <laughs> <laughs> like <ear. laughs> It's going to play with the ears the whole time. (laughs) They sell so many that don't have little ears. And I had to buy them because little ears. (laughs) Uh, Kalani in the chat room is saying that Nevermore is not the one who should be cosplaying as a druid. So Jules, you totally missed your opportunity to grow yourself some antlers. I did not go to Hobby Lobby today. I suck. So we are on a pretty tight schedule tonight, guys, so we are going to keep our show to a hard hour, which means we're going to jump right in. This is episode 12 of Slaying Demons, which means it is our recap episode. Unfortunately, the last three episodes that we did had uh, themes that were kind of uh, very specific. We did our BlizzCon episode as well as our Phobia episode, which aren't really demons that you can really confront on a daily basis. So I kind of opened it up to the ladies tonight to let them recap whatever it is that they want to talk about that we have discussed in the past. Um, I have a couple that I'm going to discuss that are um, relevant to Christmas coming up. And uh, yeah, so I think uh, Nevermore, you have the most. So if you want to uh, jump right in and go first, go right ahead. Tackle away. Ben just walked through the door and is like smiling at me. Because he didn't know that I was going to be like all Christmas out in the middle of the living room. <laughs> anyway, so which one should I start with? Recapping. Doesn't matter. It's totally up to you. Whatever you wish to talk about. Uh, okay. I will start uh, a big one. It's actually not the most like recent couple episodes. Uh, but from a while ago, we talked about unfucking our habitats. Yes. And I've been totally doing that and I'm not going to share pictures, but we've been working on stuff around the house and going through cabinets in the kitchen and getting rid of stuff and going through our walk-in closet and washing clothes and getting them ready to donate and just all clearing stuff out. And part of the goal is because we invited like um, my mom, my grandma, my sister and her husband and my niece over for Christmas at our house. Um, because normally we go to families' houses. So this time it's like, hey, come over to our house and be festive and stuff. So that's part of what prompted it. And the other part of it is it just needed to be done. So, yeah. So we're doing major unfucking habitat over here. Yeah, that is, is it something. Stressful? Oh, sorry, Joss. No, it's okay. Go ahead, Jules. I just wanted to know if it's been stressful for you. Yes, it is. It's very stressful. Uh, but it's not so much like getting rid of things is it's just there's a lot from our two bedroom two bathroom apartment that's now in a one bedroom one bathroom apartment and it's like 80 percent of it belongs to me not to him so it's a lot of figuring out what to keep and what to get rid of and it's not it's not one of those like this is mine and I have a story to it and it's it's not like that it's just it's overwhelming with how much there is so Mm -hmm. 
It's a so, big undertaking, but it's been needing to be done for a while. So how did you go about actually starting this? Because I have the same issue with my space. And right now we're having a very, very similar issue, actually, because um, Matt and I went from I went from a three bedroom, two bathroom apartment I lived in by myself. He came from a uh, place where he had uh, like a it was a two bedroom, one bathroom apartment. He did share it with somebody else, but um he and his roommate had a lot of like crossover stuff, but like he's got a lot of kitchen things. I have a lot of kitchen things. Like we just, we have all of that stuff and we've gone into a comparatively very, very, very small space. So uh, a lot of our stuff is just kind of out because we did, we've, we've run out of places to actually store it. When I moved back from uh, out East, I had, I think like 13 boxes of things and I haven't really been able to unpack much of that. It's still sitting in those boxes, like in our closet. And then that means that there's not a whole bunch of then closet space. So like when we do laundry, the clean laundry goes on the couch and then gets folded and then sits there because there's nowhere yep. to put it away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, like I, th- that's something I struggle with in terms of just cleaning up our space. Plus, it's it's a, probably the least favorite chore in our house is just generally like just cleaning our space like both of us have a very high threshold for crap. So yep. we're just kind of sitting and I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, it bugs me, but not enough to do anything about it. <laughs> so now it's gotten to the point where it's this like big overwhelming thing and I don't know where to start much like my to-do list. So do you have any like tips for how you got started with actually like cleaning up your shit? <laughs> um, well, one other than it needs to be done. I mean, we have tons of stuff. Like we have display cabinets finally after like the last year or whatever, when we moved into this apartment, we bought those to put some of the stuff away. We have other spots where we have stuff, but we still have tons of other like display things. I have tons and tons of craft crap and craft displays and he's got his stuff. But again, it's 80% my stuff, 20% his stuff. And it's just out. And I mean, and a lot of it is frustration. You know, I don't want it to be here. He doesn't want it to be here. So it's a lot of communication between the both of us. And yeah, it's hard conversations to have. And I cry a lot. (laughs) Um, And it's just, you know, it's like the box of clothes that's been there since we moved. It's like, I need to wash those and decide what I'm keeping and not keeping and get rid of it. And it's because you forget it's there. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just, you know, it's talking to him about it. It's me not wanting it here anymore. It's, it's, a lot so as far as steps past that of the initial thing it's just kind of do you want to let that kind of stuff burden you still or do you just want to clear it out and have you know things that are meaningful to you and space that you know that we can go and cuddle on the couch and watch a movie you know not have to move a whole bunch of crap Mm -hmm. because I have you know I have my craft stuff I have clothes everywhere I'm the same way like I plan my because because he podcasts and I do this and, you know, we have raid nights and stuff. Timing to do those things. There's slim windows other than weekends if we don't have plans. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time it's like he'll be home working and then do his laundry and get it put away or whatever. I'll go do my laundry and it stays in the dryer. Same like how you use, like, leave it on the chair or whatever. I leave mine in the dryer and it's just there. I go grab my work shirt and my work pants, which is all just comfy stuff. Toss that on, go, get dressed, go, you know. So it's. It's making those choices of trying to get rid of it. And it's going to be a long while. You know, I have the deadline of Christmas, but it's just, it's going to take a little while. It's not going to get done, you know, in a day. So, so when you actually did start to make the change in your life, was it like, did you go and specifically say, okay, today we're going to do all the dishes and just decide what dishes we're keeping and what we're getting rid of. And then like day two, we're going to tackle this corner of the living room. Or did you just kind of say, do it all and you know like did you have like a a set of steps that you went through or did you just try to tackle it all at once see it's easier for me to have like everything all in one spot but it's not so that's what's hard for me like he's like well we can go through the craft displays and stuff I'm like well but there's like I've I moved some of the stuff to the walk-in closet because after we had the leak where it like kind of got in our carpet and everything, I like took everything out, tried to get rid of the smell and stuff. And then I put my like plastic tubs in there because there was cardboard boxes. Um, So like I tried to put all my craft uh, like uh, con supply stuff in there. And so part of my displays are in there, part of them aren't. But 
I have to be looking at everything to be like, okay, I need this. I don't need this. I need this. I don't need this. That's me though. So yeah. it's, it's been a lot of, I want to do it like area by area, but it's little by little that I'm doing different areas for me, just because I can't tackle one spot without seeing everything for that one spot. It's just how my brain works. So for right now, I'm doing I little by little. It's so funny because that's how I clean. Like when I'm cleaning, I'll be like in the living room and I'll be putting something away and I bring it to the bedroom and I'm like, oh, bedroom, blah, 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 blah. And then I yes. start doing stuff there. It's that it's that squirrel whoop, mentality yes. where you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally relate to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so Jules. Yes. Yeah. Do you have any updates that you'd like to give everybody? Well, we have all, I think listed on our uh on our list of things to talk about is uh is weight loss and exercise and um so i will tackle the exercise part um where after blizzcon um and i realize this now because i just went through something similar with we we just had a meetup in town here in minnesota and i realized that my my introvert ...ness was very strong in terms of after <laughs> the everything was over. The introvert is strong in this one. <laughs> it was really... Like, I felt Can like that, that, that meetup... Right? I just need that <laughs> shirt! <laughs> but my energy was just sapped hmm. from talking to people and spending time with people all weekend and just kind of, like, giving all of my energy. And so I wound up... Um, I wound up, like, going into a little bit of introvert mode where I was just like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't mm. want to do anything. And after BlizzCon, it took me about five days to actually start to feel normal again because of the intensity of all of that was. So after we got done with all of that, I said, I'm going to start um, just doing the small things that actually True Villain Manny had said in his letter that he wrote to us a while ago about doing one small change at a time. Mm. So I said, well, my small change one at a time is going to be uh, exercise. And I'm going to just start the habit, build the habit. And so I gave myself a goal and said, you're going to go to the gym at your apartment complex five days a week. And just instead of like sitting in front of your uh, computer and watching something on Netflix, you're going to watch something uh, on the treadmill. I love that your one small change at a time is going to the it's gym to five the gym days five a week. Days a week. <laughs> <laughs> Jocelyn and I are trying to do we're like, cute what? things. We're like, baby steps. And Jules is like, jumping from step to step. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? For me, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a whole lot for me because I'm I'm going I'm replacing one thing with another. You're still watching your show. You're just doing it in more of an active way. You're, you know, the, yeah. the same as like if you were just walking on the spot while you were down in your basement, which is something I probably should do because as a part of my whole weight loss, I started using my fitness pal. And I realized that even though I don't carry my phone with me, like literally 24 seven, it's got a goal on there of like 10,000 steps a day. And there's days where I have like 75. It's like literally like Jocelyn walked upstairs for coffee. Jocelyn walked back downstairs to her desk. <laughs> Jocelyn walked upstairs for her coffee, went back to her desk and then went ba back to bed. Like <laughs> that's as much as I walked during the day. And I was kind of like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of eye opening, isn't it? When yeah. you see like that, you know, beyond a thousand, below a thousand steps day. And you're like, I am a lazy slug. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, no wonder I'm getting a gigantic fat ass. It's because I never move it anywhere. <laughs> um, you know, and I, what I was like thinking, as you said, you know, that it was going to be one small change and it wasn't, it was, it's turned into being something that takes a lot of effort every day. To, to make sure that I fit it into my schedule, that I go and do it when I'm tired, when I don't feel like it, when I'm busy, when, you know, and so far I've held on to the goal. I've really followed it. And like, I'm about to go visit my parents in New Jersey for the weekend. And I, and I, I made the effort to ask my dad in your, uh, in your housing complex, am I able to go to the gym? And he was like, yeah, definitely. So like, I'm making those plans to try and stay on the goal that I set for myself. So that's, awesome. that's yeah. So that, that part has been really good because I want to, I really want to get an Apple watch. I really, really do. And it's pretty Santa's expensive. And I, 
does he right? know you want one? I know, right? God damn it, Santa, you better be listening to me every night when I pray. <laughs> but I, I, I just, uh, I, you know, right now finances are super tight and I don't have, I, it, it's just like, I really want to prove to myself that I'm going to use it for this purpose. Yeah, so I almost I'm, bought the bracelet kind for Black Friday. Yeah. I was so tempted, even though it's the older ones for Fitbit. And I was just like, I can't justify it if I'm just going to not use it like the other one. But the <laughs> other one, like, I bought it to try it, but I should have just done the bracelet one. I regret not doing that because it's like I feel like it's more of a burden instead of just being able to slap it on and it's on my wrist. So I think the Apple Watch for you would do really well because you're good at, like, syncing all your stuff and, like tracking all the things so i think it would be good for you yeah as it's, an investment it's, it is a major right now it's a very big investment for me uh just to make because i'm right now just making ends meet barely and so that was you know that was the thing i wanted to do for myself the thing that is weird and that i haven't quite wrapped my head around is that in three and a half weeks of walking 40 minutes a day on a treadmill and, you know, breaking a, a decent sweat and, you know, working my working it, I haven't lost a single pound. But everyone who I've mentioned it to was like, oh, that's happened to me when I first got started in, in doing that. I didn't lose any weight either. You just have to start measuring yourself. And I'm like, well, I thought this was going to be different. Yes. I thought the exact same thing when I gave up drinking. I was just yeah. like, because I did that for about three weeks and I've since fallen off the wagon and I'm not ashamed of that. But I did it for like three weeks and the first two weeks I was really excited because I was down four pounds. I'd lost two pounds each week. I was really happy. And then I went up two pounds the next week and I was just like, oh my God, like this is it's the wrong time of year. Like I'm, you know, everywhere I turn, it's like there are family and friends gathering. And I said I wasn't going to drink until Christmas. And it was going to be like very, you know, special occasions only. And then it was like every weekend had a special occasion just because it's that time of year. Yep. And I was just yeah. like, okay, I picked, I picked the wrong time to do this. So, you know, like we went and got the Christmas tree and I had brandy in my eggnog. And, but the one thing that it did um, show me is basically like how much I was drinking and that if I do want to have a drink or two because I'm, you know, with friends or with family or rating or whatever, then I, I allocate it during the rest of the day and say like, okay, I know that this, you know, 200 calorie glass of wine is in my future. So I'm not going to have that cheesy bread with dinner and, you know, like just making those decisions. So it made me more aware of, you know, the calories that I was taking in because I've started using my fitness pal. So mm -hmm. I've been tracking things like how much I move and how much I eat and just like the calories going in. And one change I did make was actually um, starting to take a multivitamin. Because I would log all my food and then it shows you all the nutrition that you're getting. And I was only getting like 20% of my daily iron and I'm anemic. So like that's already an issue for me. And I was getting, yeah, so it was like vitamin C, D, A, iron and something else. I was basically. Probably calcium. Uh, calcium. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't even coming close to what my daily value should be. Most of the time I was under 50%. So I was like, clearly just nutritionally, I'm not getting all of my vitamins and minerals. So I need to take a multivitamin and maybe that'll help me, you know, again, feel that little bit better, especially where, like I mentioned, I'm anemic. So I should be taking iron every day and I haven't been like ever. Um, so <laughs> that's like one of those things where I'm just like, oh, that makes more sense. So it's been very much like a realization of like how my body works and what I'm taking in and, and making changes based on just tracking my food has made a big yeah. difference. Um, and so, yeah, like I, like I said, I'm still like, or I've gone back to drinking, but in very small amounts compared to what mm -hmm. I was doing. Like, I mean before, and I would, you know, go through a bottle or two of wine a night and, mm -hmm. you know, like not think anything of it just cause I'd be sitting and streaming and, you know, whatever, or I would go lay on the couch and I'd watch like 10 episodes of Grey's Anatomy and, you know, just, you know, be sitting there for hours and hours. But, you know, over the course of hours and hours, I would, you know, consume all these extra calories and stuff. So now I'm having like my eggnog and brandy and that's it. 
or like yeah. I, I pour my shot, two shots of bourbon that lasts my two hour raid and that's my raid treat. So after each pull, mm-hmm. I just have a sip and I'm like, yay, bourbon. And, you know, like the as opposed to, you know, just bourbon all night long and, you know, going through a bottle of bourbon over the course of a week. Like <laughs> I'm yeah. making smarter choices and um, enjoying in moderation. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So that's that's basically like so. I mean, I'm still struggling with the weight loss stuff. Um, but I think, Jules, what you mentioned about actually measuring, I think, is more important than numbers on a scale. Um, yeah. Because I've heard that from a lot of people, like your actual weight will go up and down and muscle weighs more than fat does. And so if you're making changes where you're building muscle in your body, there's a very good chance that even if you lose, like you'd have to basically lose like twice as much fat for you to notice it on the scale as you are gaining muscle. So, I mean, when you have to see big changes like that, it's it's probably better to look at just measurements and like have you know, different pieces of clothing that you want to fit into again. And, you know, because I've, I've yeah. noticed that that since I um, started paying attention to what I'm eating and since I've started paying attention to the calories that I'm drinking, um, because I also did stuff like hot chocolates and, and two or three, four coffees in a day and all that kind of stuff. So drinking more water made that better. But I've noticed mm-hmm. I'm a lot less bloated and like pants that I didn't fit into, I'm fitting into now. So You know, Mm -hmm. that's positive changes in my life as opposed to, you know, just constantly looking at the scale and going, damn it, it went back up again. (laughs) Like, yeah, could have been anything. In your case, it probably is muscle because you're going to the gym five days a week. week. (laughs) Yeah. For your little change. (laughs) But it's, you know, the only things that I've been doing going to the gym is, is, you know, 40 minutes on the treadmill. I'd come home occasionally, like a couple times a week, I would just do some squats for like, you know, when I got home, that's, that's it. That's, these are the only things that I have done to in terms. So for me, it feels like a small change because it's, you know, I, I am the overachiever in my own brain. (laughs) So I am like, well, at least I'm doing something mm-hmm. and um, building. And, and I think for me, the most important thing was to try to build a habit, which I feel like I have started to do. So um, so in comparison to what has happened previously, um, it's a big positive change that I'm pretty proud of. You should be. I'm That's proud huge. Of you too. <laughs> Thank See, you. I need to stop using my coworker not going with me as an excuse because... I should still be able to go to the gym at my apartment because we would drive to my apartment and go to the gym when we were done with work. But now that she's only working like a part day for three hours and then going to school, that's been part of it. And then another part of it that I realized is I'm anxious about because the our gym is right above our office. So at the apartment complex. So ever since it switched management, I've noticed that I feel way more self-conscious about even going to pick up packages and stuff. So I'm nervous to go to the gym, which is up the stairs above that. So I need to like get out of my own head and just Mm. get back on track. Cause I get off at four and it takes me like Mm -hmm. 20 to 30 minutes to drive home. So it's not like I'm short on time. He's (laughs) not home yet. You know, I technically have the hour or so to like come change and go. Um, Mm -hmm. So I need to get, I need to get prepared to like, be in the mental state to just do it and just go do it. So I'm going to download yeah. my fitness, my fitness pal. Now that you've settled on that, mm-hmm. I was like debating between which one to use. So I'm going to put that on my phone and try to start logging stuff too, little by little. So yeah, I was actually inspired by an article that you posted, Jules. Um, it was, I think in the, I think it was in the fitness channel in the Joss Plays Discord. Uh, it was that mm-hmm. um, I'll be a different person one year from now article that you posted. Yeah. And that guy was really inspirational. He was. And uh, that was basically the thing that he said was, first of all, it was the 10,000 steps thing and the making sure that even if you're not hitting it through, through your daily routine, that then you're, you know, standing up and walking on the spot while you're watching TV and, and getting those extra steps in. But um, he was saying basically how 
awesome the my fitness pal app actually was so i'm not 100 percent sure if you can do like communities like you can on say lose it but um i've had a really great experience so far using it just to track my meals and really it gives a good picture of of what it is you're actually taking in and gives you you know goals based on your like your sex your your height your weight you know your goals and how much you want to lose over what kind of a time frame and you know where you're starting where you want to get to um it'll it'll tailor all the stuff that it tells you day to day for what you should be taking in so I got excited for a second because I thought you meant like it tracked sex and I was like (laughs) yes I'm in sign me up (laughs) well you can add any kind of exercise so I think that that would count and I mean like if you're thinking like it's tracking step just by up and down movement right so that makes sense there you go there you go yeah I know. (laughs) You've got way too much of an advantage right now. God damn it. (laughs) That's why Jules has to go to the gym five days a week. (laughs) Yeah. My bed is empty, so I can't do that. (laughs) Oh, honey. Speaking of your bed, (laughs) apparently you've improved your sleep. Yeah, you know, um, okay, so right before BlizzCon, um, I decided to take the advice of many people who said you need to try melatonin. And because um, I I was very resistant to trying melatonin because I didn't want to rely on something to help me sleep. I just wanted to be able to sleep, goddammit, you know? <laughs> it was like, um, but I was getting to the point where I just wanted to, I wanted to not have a really good I want to have more than just like a really good sleep once every few months, which is what was happening. So I tried it and um, expecting that it was going to be really strange. And it was like I was already getting close to being able to shut my brain off. And this just kind of took that to the edge and said, okay, when you wake up, when the cat says he's hungry and wants to wake up at one o'clock in the morning, you're not going to fully wake up anymore. Mm. You're just going to get up do your thing, give him a little food and go back to sleep. And it's just, and, and not spin a billion thoughts in your head about stuff that went on in your day or things you're stressed about or what ifs or what's the future going to look like and all that crap that happens in the middle of the night when I wake up. And it has been really, really good for me. I'm only taking like five milligram little chew thing that I got at Walgreens. And it's just this, it's just enough to take me out of the stress mode into the, it's, I call it the blanket. It's like this blanket that kind of gets pulled over my brain <laughs> and just like sleep now. I yes. wonder, I wonder if dosage was my problem because I feel like when I took it, it was like, I want to say maybe like 15 milligrams. Like that's, that's a lot. That's, that's, sticking in my head and uh like I did the same thing that you did is just like get an over-the-counter sort of a health food vitamin aisle type bottle um because I I didn't it wasn't prescribed or anything and I figured you know if it's over the counter it's probably safe for me um Mm -hmm. it wasn't even in the section where you know that that they close off when the pharmacist isn't there where all the cold medication and stuff is but um yeah, it was just, uh, I think it maybe it was just too much because I think uh, it might have even been one of the episodes of Slaying Demons. Did we actually talk about this on the episode? Yeah, that you said that it made you feel like you were you were just uh, like, like out of drunk. control. Like literally, yeah. like I went from sober to drunk like that. And it was yeah. like, I felt almost like, you know, the feeling when you're falling, but you're not actually falling. Yes. I kind of felt like that. And it was like, it, it wasn't you know, bad to the point that I was like, (gasps) like startling myself, but it was, it was enough that I was like, oh my God. Okay. I feel like I can't ever actually hit my bed, even though I'm laying down. Like, I feel like I'm still like sinking, falling something. It was a really, really weird experience and I've never done it again. And I wonder now that you say that you were taking five milligrams, I'm sure that mine was more than that. It was either 15 or 25. I don't know. That's um, a lot. And I mean, so, yeah, I'm wondering dosage, if that was the problem. 
Yeah, the dosages at the, the at the Walgreens that I went to, um, most of them were ten milligrams, and I picked up the one that was five because mm-hmm. I wanted to see what the minimum amount would be, and it's enough for me to just you know what it's because here's what happens, and I know that it's terrible, and I know that I shouldn't do this, but I will be on a computer screen until it is time for bed. And I don't do the wind down and I don't do the, you know, I think I don't do it. Are, are guilty of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, we even, we watch the iPad in bed. Phone. Yeah. Yeah. Phone, iPad, computers, t- terminal, whatever it is. But, you know, I'm talking to somebody or I'm, I'm watching a Twitch stream or something until I decide I'm tired and I need to go to bed now. And this just takes me down that notch to just be able to just go out and sleep. And it keeps me from waking up like when I do wake up because the cat wakes me up every night it's I can't stop it it's just gonna happen <laughs> and so I get Wait, up which I, cat I need to know <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> I figured but I didn't want to assume <laughs> yeah he wants he wants to play and so I get up I put some food in their dishes I shut the door I block the door so they don't <laughs> scratch the carpet under the door and then I go back to bed and about now, nine times out of 10, I can fall back to sleep. Um, before it was one in every 15 days that I could actually fall back to, I would be awake for at least an hour, if not two. Oh, that's so, so brutal. So frustrating because you're just like, I just want to sleep and I'm so tired and my brain is going bonkers. Have so, you thought about the investment of the timer pet food things? Uh, yes, yes and no. Um, I, because I have, I have a challenge with these two because they eat so differently for food. Um, and so I've thought about it, but it, I'll have to tell you another time about okay. my challenges with feeding these two because it is <laughs> it's like a stupid long story. Um, <laughs> and they both get different food. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of hard, but, uh, I just, I know I'm going to be woken up. It's mm -hmm. just, it's just the way it works. And so, um, otherwise it it doesn't matter if I shut them out. It doesn't matter if I leave the door open, they're going to wake me up. So, but it's been an improvement. Not being able to, not being able to fall back asleep again is so frustrating. And I mean, I, Thrall's an asshole sometimes, but he's, he's usually pretty good during the night. Um, so, but even then, even if it's not cat related, it's still so frustrating to either not be able to fall asleep in the first place, or once you've fallen asleep to be woken up again. Like, I mean, I've had so many issues with sleeping and, uh, you've mentioned quite a few different kind of things that you're trying to get around sleep issues. And I know just sleep in general is something that a lot of us struggle with. So, uh, my, I don't know. I'm going to see I'm going to see how all of, you know, the the next few weeks slash month or two goes. And if my cutting down on drinking, because that was another problem is like as soon as I stopped drinking, like I had some withdrawal symptoms. I had um, insomnia, which I knew I was going to have insomnia because I often like not drank to the point of passing out, but drank to the point of just shutting up my inner monologue because I do a lot of like my best thinking <laughs> right as I'm laying in bed because everything else is quiet, right? So your inner monologue, yep. your brain just runs wild, right? And I couldn't I always turn to off. bed and like ask him questions and talk to him about stuff because that's when it's all popping into your heads. So I'm like, honey, what about this? What do we have going on next week? He's like, stop talking. I'm like, I can't. It's like all in my head now. So I understand. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like uh, struggling with that, um, I, I think I'm going to see kind of how it goes because it's getting a little bit better now, now that I've like um, started drinking a little bit more again, but then also like just trying to have better sleeping. It's trying to take better care of myself, trying to eat better. Um, but I might, I might give the whole melatonin thing another try in a smaller dose. Like now that I know that it might've been the dosage that was the issue, I might, yeah. uh, I might go and take a look at that and see if I can find a lower dose just to just to shut my brain the hell off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so yeah. frustrating. Way, when I was looking it up for the cat issues we have, um, I'm pretty sure it says that you can't overdose on it. It just obviously too much of it's going to make you way more tired and make you a little out of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure you can't overdose on it. So at least you're good on that front. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, you know, the, the nice part about it is that you can take it and it's effective pretty quick. Yeah. Um, 
it, it just it enters your system and you're within 15 minutes you're you're feeling the effects of it mm-hmm. so uh, that's good yeah so uh i have one more thing that i want to recap on but nevermore do you have anything else that you want to talk about before i talk a little bit more about holiday family stuff i think i'm pretty good All right, then. I just wanted to give a quick update on uh, some of the family stuff that I was talking about. Uh, Although we didn't actually have Thanksgiving, uh, we did actually have my grandmother's 95th birthday. So Mm. uh, that was the same issue, the same weekend, actually, as uh, your American Thanksgiving. So... It was actually, it was, it was really, really good. Uh, my aunt and uncle came down from uh, up north when, and I don't get to see them very often. Uh, all my cousins were there and I, I actually haven't seen my cousins since my one cousin got married and that was like over five years ago. So <laughs> we wow. were like, oh my God, we're seeing each other and it's not a wedding or a funeral. Like <laughs> what the hell? Um, but so obviously my, my dad was there and uh, he Although he was he was driving my grandmother back to the home at the end of the night, so wasn't drinking. Um, but I actually uh, had a conversation with my mom, and she had noticed a lot of the same things that I had noticed and actually had spoken to him. And she said it was like night and day. It was like as soon as somebody mentioned it to him, he was like, oh, I didn't even realize like I was acting like that. I didn't realize I was drinking that much, you know, and she said he's just been like a totally like back to his normal self again. So yeah, it it really makes me, yeah. So, I mean, we had a, we had a really, really, really nice time. Um, he, he had fun because, uh, that's actually how he met my mom was through my uncle. They were friends in school and my mom was his younger sister. So they like, they were friends, and then my dad took my mom to prom, and it's all, like, ooshy-gooshy, like, whatever, Aww. romance movie-type <laughs> crap. But anyways, so uh, so he had a really good time because, like, his best friend was there, and, you know, he was surrounded by family and stuff. So he, uh, yeah, we had, we had a really, really good time. So I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to Christmas. And, I, and I'm glad that uh, things that I was seeing, first of all, uh, weren't as serious, like, it, it weren't a fallout from his medical condition, which is really good. Okay. Um, because that that's really the scariest part, right? Is yeah. when you see such a kind of night and day change in a person after a significant health event, like what happened to my dad. Um, it's it's really it's it's good to know basically that it's it's something quote unquote as easy as him changing a habit yeah. and actually like talking to him about like me changing my habits as well. And I think you know kind of helped him too because I was just like well yeah I noticed basically the same things that you're doing right now I was doing too and neither one of us saw it as a problem until it kind of started to impact our lives and the people around us and then we're just kind of like oh you know I don't think it's a problem but if everyone else does then maybe I should make this change so I think you know us just talking about it a little bit kind of uh, reinforced it to each other that like yes what we're doing is is good and right and it's going to be really good for us, like in the long run, for you know both health and emotional reasons. So um, we, yeah, we had a really, really great, uh, really great celebration of my grandmother, who is now ninety freaking five. Wow! <laughs> so I'm so glad for you. I I was so worried when you were telling us that story because you could see like how heartbreaking and stressful it was for you. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I really hope that, like, it is only, you know, something he's not paying attention to. And uh, that makes me so happy. It's a huge relief. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so, yeah, I think that really does it for our updates on all the demons that we talked about on the past few shows. So I wanted to jump into our extensive uh, listener feedback section. This is where we do the deep dive on a listener submitted demon. Uh, And this one. Tonight, you guys are going to have to bear with me. It's a pretty long one. <laughs> so uh, just a reminder, if you want to keep your demon anonymous, then you can send an email to demonspodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can jump into the conversation over at discord.gg slash There are channels for both PG and 18 plus conversations. So you guys can talk about Anything that is going on with you whatsoever, anything that you need support about, uh, please do talk to the community over there because there are a lot of really, really great people. But um, if you do want to keep it anonymous, I'm the only one that checks the email, so I'll know your name, but I promise I'm really good at secret keeping. So (laughs) I keep everything uh, anonymous and make changes to the emails that we do get sent. 
uh, to keep any little identifying pieces of information out of there as much as possible. So uh, with all of that in mind, I wanted to thank our listener for submitting this this week. And without further ado, I'm going to get into this very, very, very long email. (laughs) So uh, it starts off by saying, depression runs in my family, so I've always been a little more self-aware of how I feel and my emotional and mental health. I've told my husband if I start exhibiting symptoms and do nothing, he has every right to call my doctor and drag me there if needed. Lately, and I can blame postpartum hormones, I guess, I feel I need to be dragged there. I've been a lot more up than down, or sorry, a lot more down than up. Uh, Most of my friends usually see me as chipper because I portray myself that way on Twitter and Instagram. My life should theoretically be great. I have a beautiful family who I love and relatively laid back kids. I'm incredibly sensitive and have to censor what news I read, though, especially lately. I often feel alone. I'm a weird mix of outgoing and introverted. Conventions wear me out, but I also hate staying at home all day, although I'm learning to appreciate more. I'm learning to appreciate it more now with the kids. Social media shows the happy side I so often see uh, and I so often see people I know and want to know better hanging out with their friends and wondering why that isn't me. Security and friendships has been a struggle as well. With very few exceptions, I don't have close friends. With even fewer exceptions, my close friends are all in different states. I think all three of us right now can definitely uh, sympathize with our best friends being in other states, (laughs) in some cases, other countries. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, she goes on to say... um, so the spontaneity that I loved 10 years ago while in, co- while in college is gone and quote unquote friends will do things that we may have mentioned wanting to do, but neglect to invite us, which wounds my ego or hurts my feelings. I realize I have a responsibility for how I react to these situations. I think a large part of why I have insecurities in my friendships is I often feel like I'm burdening them and I don't want to be a burden. I guess I feel that way because I was the late life kid. My brothers were teens when I was born. My dad would complain about money as I grew up, and I knew my desire to go to a private university didn't help matters. So I guess I feel like I was burdening them, even though they never mentioned this to me nor called me a burden. And I'm probably reading into it more than uh, more or reading into more than is there, which I have a tendency to do. Also, today I canceled an event I was hosting because no one said that they could come. And the one person or one person even wrote me an email saying there are a lot of things happening that night. Good luck. I guess they were trying to be encouraging, but I felt discouraged that everyone who chose to respond couldn't make it. This was my second time trying to host the event with the same problem both times. I took it as a personal snub as though I was the reason that they couldn't make it. The holidays aren't making this feeling much better. This is a time of Christmas parties and gatherings, and I'm feeling utterly left out. It's not a new feeling, but now as a parent, I can't help but think it's a snub against my kids, too. I do not want them struggling with the same social insecurities I have. I want them to have great relationships with friends that they can hang out with and be close to, but I don't really have any friendships for them to emulate. And I think part of me is afraid to seek those friendships because I don't want to be vulnerable and then burned. On a more positive note, my husband has been great helping me through this as much as he can, but let's be fair. He can't actually do that much. I mean, I take responsibility for my emotions and how I handle them, which today has been a lot of crying and avoiding people in my normal circles because I don't want to show how vulnerable I am right now, then have to explain it, and then get pity invites to things. I don't want pity. I want legit deep friendships. So... I think there's there's a few different uh, a few different demons in this email. It was it was quite a long email, but I didn't really want to leave any out because I didn't want to um, basically say that one part was more important than any other, or I didn't want to say like, oh, the, this demon is nothing. Come on, just get over it. So uh, I didn't want to cut anything out because I think all of this is really important. Um, but I mean, you've got postpartum depression issues you've got um burden and trust issues with with friends and not being able to tell who your true friends are and not being able to let people in um and then on top of all of that you've got what you admitted there as well about how you're reading a little bit too much into this and taking things personally when they're probably not personal um so i think there's there's quite a few different um different demons that you're gonna have to deal with here mm-hmm <sighs> Sorry, yeah, I have to take a breath. Is... <laughs> a, lot yeah. of, a lot of talking, a lot of reading. <laughs> a lot of talking, a lot of reading, and a lot of stuff here. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is, um, there's there's a lot of angles to, to approach this. And first of all, um, to the writer, uh, I want to tell you that a lot of this is very, very introspective on your part. 
and you've done a lot of thinking and a lot of um, a lot of really good just uh, self discovery. And I know that's super hard. So I wanted to give you a ton of credit for recognizing some of the things that you're going through, because the that's probably the hardest part is just like throwing yourself up against a wall and saying, well, why am I like this or why is this happening? And she's done a lot of she's done a lot of digging to get to that point. But now what does she do with it? Right. Mm -hmm. So um, the one thing that stuck out to me that I wanted to point out is that I feel like. The, the, the thing that kept resonating to me is is that that old saying that if you want to have a friend, you have to be a friend. And I didn't see a whole lot of discussion in the email about I do things for other people. I reach out to other people and connect with them. I I you know, the only thing that has been mentioned in that respect is creating an event that she's hoping people will come to and then, they don't now twice in a row. I think that's a I think that's a strong indicator because I know and I'm not trying to criticize her at any way. It's just that I know that when there are people who are uncomfortable with other people, they don't know how to verbalize, you know, that the friendship may be one sided or that they feel like that that the it's there is no foundation to the friendship because maybe she's stuck in her own head a little bit and not really open to having a friend conversation. You know, when the three of us talk, when, when Jocelyn and Evermore and I talk, it's, you know, everybody plays a role. You know, we've all played the, oh my God, I need help role. And we've <laughs> all played the, I'm going to help you role. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, but nobody in the trio of us is like, it is it's not there's no imbalance there there's no you know one-sidedness to the conversation we were both two of us would walk through fire for the other one mm -hmm. oh i and have my little like mental image thing hey ready okay <laughs> so we're i love when right? she does this she's like so, like, so like oh jules needs help now oh it's turning all the attentions on jules now oh it's turning like all the attentions on me but we're all like focused on the other but it also has the time where, you know, it balances and we're not all paying attention to one side. It's not tipped all the way one way. Yeah. It's like three-sided triangle seesaw, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you Do know, they make you know that there are... <laughs> You're so funny. You know that there are people out there that are, you know, in those relationships where it just feels like every time I talk to her, all I, I don't feel like there's, there's a give and take there. Is that you, writer? Is that you? Because mm -hmm. I would ask that question of yourself to, you know, you have, and, and the answer could be no, because you need help to get to that point to feel like you can be there for somebody else. And if you're not okay, it's so hard to be there for somebody else when your brain is shit, you know? Yes. Very much so. And I, while you were reading that, like, I'm like, this must be how the people who tell us when they listen to us, they're like, oh my God, are you viewing my life? Like, <laughs> I, this is very, very similar to me. The friend stuff that's going on, like a few episodes ago, I was talking about struggling with that and everything. Mm -hmm. Still am. Uh, the people, one of the people that I was referencing, um, there's invites for things and we're not able to make it due to the holidays and having other plans and stuff. And it's a yearly thing that we get invited and can't go. And there's other things that we've been invited to throughout the year that we can't go. And it was kind of thrown back in my face of, well, you don't always come anyway. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, thank you. Like, that makes me want to go when I can, like, so much more. Like, I don't know how to explain that and it's the same That's a kind of backhanded insult is mm -hmm. what it is. And there's been multiple things like that. And I've had to kind of be like, am I while I don't go out of my way to do things on a normal everyday basis or whatever, it's like, I would love to spend time with them, but it's like, these things keep happening where I'm just like, I just can't, mm -hmm. you know? And even a different friend that I was having the same kind of stuff where we've drifted apart. Ben keeps telling me, well, you know what Jules said, like, are you giving your side of it? Like, are you trying to reach out to them? And it's just kind of like, I feel like, it's almost past that point where like, I love that person, but it's kind of that, uh, 
the dating thing of like, well, he's not that into you kind of thing. That gets in my head of, okay, like I get like, we are paycheck to paycheck people. I can't go out to dinner all the time, movies all the time. You know, we really plan in advance for stuff like that. So it's hard when we get invites sometimes to do stuff and we have to decline just because it's not paycheck week or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's things like that, but I don't want to be where I can't participate with people, but it's very where um, I am introverted, but like if we do go out, it's it's extroverted, right? Where you want to go out and be social and stuff. So I have that balance too, where I'm a little bit this, a little bit that, but that's why I rely so much on my social media friendships because yes, okay, while they're in other states, I still feel like, you know, we pop in and say, hey, like, have a good day, you know, like, or, like, I'm having a shitty day, and I need to talk about it, you know, like, we take that step to, um, like, cross the bridge with each other, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, like, yeah, we yeah. reach out all the time, and it might, you know, it might be a couple days where we're not talking, but all of a sudden, it's like, boom, 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 like, we just talk all the time, mm-hmm. and I feel like I personally struggle with the real life aspect of that, even though, there's a lot of local Phoenix friends, even from gaming that we have, but a lot of it's scheduling with them too, where they're busy also. Um, but as far as like close, like female friends and stuff, I really don't have that. So I completely like understand that type of stuff. Um, well, and I and- think, I think you kind of, you touched on something really important when you were talking about all the reasons that you aren't able to attend some of these events. And I think that, uh, especially in the case of the event that our listener was trying to organize, I really don't think, especially at this time of year, and I don't know when, cause she said that she's tried to organize the same event twice and I don't know when the previous event happened, but, um, I know especially for, uh, people in December, like it's really, really, really hectic if you've got two people, like a, a husband and wife who, you know, you've got probably possibly kids on top of that. And if they're both working outside the home, there's probably co- uh, company Christmas parties and, you know, like what weekends they fall on, what nights they fall on. Um, you've got friends and family pulling you in all these different directions. Um, I think that the email that she got saying there's a lot of things happening that night that's not saying your thing isn't important. That's not saying I don't like you. I'm not coming to your thing. That's just saying I have other obligations and they may be, you know, like friends, family, or like things that I said yes to months ago. You know, there's just so many other things that are going on right now. Like I was talking to my roommate today and she was saying like, we're baking cookies tomorrow because she's actually going to a cookie exchange. And she's mm-hmm. like, literally starting tomorrow. She's like, the only day I can bake is tomorrow because I don't have another free day before Christmas. She has a four month old and she doesn't yeah. have a free day between now and Christmas. Like, yeah, it is a crazy, crazy, crazy time of year. So I got invited to a cookie exchange that's tonight from the <laughs> Phoenix local lady group. And I was just like, I can't go. Like, yeah. there's just not enough time and free, like free time money. Like, there's so many reasons. Mm-hmm. People yeah. are stretched extraordinarily thin around the holidays. So I think uh, specifically talking about the event part of your email, I really don't think that you should take that personally. And I think you should keep putting yourself out there and being vulnerable And the other thing about organizing events, especially if you're doing it on Facebook, yes, the people who said no are probably, you know, like it's, it's great that they're coming out there and saying like, no, I can't make it. But I have found whenever I organize an event on social media, specifically on Facebook, um, the number of people who either say they're coming or say they're not coming or don't respond at all, it's never an indicator of how many are actually going to be at your event. I feel mm-hmm. like if you've got, if you had gone ahead and done it anyways, especially if there were people, um, because I find the Facebook event invite is very impersonal. So if yes. there were people specifically that you wanted there that, you know, like reaching out to them and saying like, Oh, I see you haven't answered yet. Like, I'm really looking forward to seeing you and I'm excited about X because she doesn't actually go into detail about what the event is, but just like taking that extra step and, you know, like looking for their answer saying like, here's all the information about the event, like on your event page, but then like making personal invites can actually go a long way to showing people that first of all, you're excited about your event and also like that you want them specifically there as opposed to like, you were one of 75 names I clicked on my friends list. (laughs) Like, you know, then there's no, they don't feel like they're wanted and they don't feel like they're 
important to you it from a friend level when they're just one of a whole bunch that you clicked on a list on Facebook. So yeah. I think there's a there's a whole bunch of kind of social media issues that have led to things like you feeling like yep. no one wants to come to your event. Like that <laughs> totally may not be the case. Yeah. Yeah, and insecurities with people connecting with friends, you know, we all have them because it it underlying all of it we fear rejection. Yes. We fear that yeah. people are going to just say, I don't like you because of who you are. And once you can kind of come to terms with the fact that, number one, you're not going to connect with everybody that you want to connect with. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Number two, that as busy as your life is, is is as busy as everybody else's life is as well. And so, um, like, before this show, a friend of mine texted me and just said, I miss you. And I have been trying to talk with her for months. And, and I just said, look, do, do you have time tomorrow? She responds back. She's like, at 8 o'clock, I'm like, crap, I'm raining. I can't. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's this, you know. So I said, I'm going away this weekend. I will make a point of sending you a message to see if we can connect. Mm-hmm. And just keep trying. Keep trying. Because, you know, these are the things that... Um, in terms of connecting with people and, and making those personal connections, sometimes you have to just put yourself out there in free fall a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I, just say, nevermore, I want to take you out to lunch. Do you, are you able to I come out to lunch with me? I was just thinking about that because I'm like, I, how I don't really have a lot of local people. I mean, I do like McCullough's, uh local. We sometimes on occasion will get together. But again, scheduling money and all that has to really right. align for that kind of stuff to happen. But I'm just like, other than like a couple people, there's not really a lot of ladies nearby that like I would go do that with. So I'm like, I wish you guys were closer. Like we would <laughs> totally go to happy hour or just go spend time together or go to the gym or something. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because we the built that relationship, interest, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like, we, we built that relationship. How often she's able to, you know, get away from home and kids and stuff just for a night and everything. Well, and, so, and I forgot yeah. to say um, really quick about... Uh, Jules gave her credit for, like, being able to, like, see everything she's kind of got going on. The fact that you're able to see that, but also communicate that to your partner. Mm -hmm. And so that when they're noticing you're having a little bit of a different personality, kind of, that they're able to also help you communicate with you and help you. That's huge. Like, Mm -hmm. even for people not struggling with depression and stuff, the fact that you're able to do that because... Um, I've known people who have done the whole like social media posts and this is me and this is my happy life and whatever. And it's like, you're wearing, this is, here comes the ready, the imaging. (laughs) (laughs) Here's your social media mask of here's my perfect family. And here's my, I'm happy and blah, blah. And behind that mask, you feel like you're okay, but your partner's noticing that you're just this totally different, you know, secondary mask person, you know? So the fact that you're able to realize that and, let people closest to you know how you need help. Huge step into growing and finding the friends that you're looking for. That's huge. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't, even though you're struggling with a lot that kind of is snowballing into different things, you're taking the right steps to like work on yourself. So good for you. Yeah. And I think you mentioned the the social media mask. And I think it's important to understand that everyone else is doing the exact same thing. Like when they post and actually, I think I saw something on Facebook about it today, basically, because I have a lot of friends now that have kids. And it's the whole like perfect mommy and perfect baby syndrome, where it's like the picture of the kid and it's the smiley kid's face and he's actually in the bathroom and there's cereal and toilet paper everywhere. And the whole place is a gigantic mess. But all you see in the in the Facebook photo is that smiling, beautiful child and like yep. just the face. And it's like, if you don't see, and actually I think I was talking to Nicole Spag like a, a while ago. And I, I made the comment to her of, I was like, Oh my God, Mateo is such an amazing kid. Like he's so happy all the time. And he takes, he's so photogenic and everything else. And she's just like, Oh yeah, he totally is. Except for in all the shit I don't post on social media because <laughs> yeah. he's an absolute terror. And it's like that right there is like I've kind of held on to that comment from her because I'm just like, oh, my God, I had this like perfect kid picture in my head of her baby, even though he's actually like, you know, 50 percent of the time he's a total terror. But you'd never, ever, ever see that posted on social media unless for some reason it's absolutely hilarious. But, you know, like 
kids being assholes aren't hilarious every day. Sometimes yeah. kids are just assholes. On and you're occasion. like, God damn it, stop. <laughs> well, that's like with my sister. Like, she wants to get, you know, like, she wants to take the memory pictures and stuff. But it's like, after 30 pictures of whatever it is, we're like, okay, like, I think you got one. Like, we're done. <laughs> Like, you could tell my niece is frustrated and yeah. stuff. And it's like, I get it. You know, they want to document it and everything. But you got to let it go at some yeah. point, people. And that's for everybody. People without kids, too. Like, seriously. Sometimes <laughs> these people, their social media stuff, I'm just like, stop. Yeah. So you just have to post to be like, I had a really shitty day, okay? This is what happened. <laughs> I look like crap. Don't judge me. Because, like, on my Facebook, I just use it to keep track of family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Twitter's where the real action is. Where I'm like, this <laughs> happened. It's a horrible day. I'm having a great day like that's where my emotion range is facebook's mm-hmm. just like i'm on facebook yeah <laughs> don't find nothing about me there nothing but i think you know it doesn't matter whether it's facebook whether it's twitter whether it's instagram like all of it it's all the same like even if you look, okay for instance uh my nail pictures that i post on uh instagram when I take photos of the nail art that I do, I zoom right in and you can't see any of the background because my art space is a mess. <laughs> like, I don't want anyone to see that. Um, and it's just, it's basically everyone's life is like that. You know, they don't want to see the fact that they're wearing their sweatpants when they have this like super hot club shirt on. They just did all their hair and makeup. Like, there's always some part of their life that they're not showing because it's impossible to show everything on social media. Um, I know some people try, but (laughs) it's always like most people curate exactly what they want you to see. Exactly. Exactly. So you kind of always have to remember that even when you're like looking at your at, you know, anyone on social media, it's never the whole picture. So I think that it's it's really important to kind of keep that in mind and not necessarily judge yourself against others or say like, you know, oh, I'm not as happy or as popular or as whatever as other people, um, because it's just it's never the whole story. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I my think... autobiography, by the way, never the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> Very fitting. Very, very fitting. (laughs) On a closing note to our writer, I would say that there are some signs here that you might need to see uh, a professional Mm -hmm. about uh, some some issues with and concerns with depression. Um, So it wouldn't hurt to explore your options with your primary physician um, and see if there are some things that could be done to help, um, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm never a fan of just saying, go to the doctor and get medication. I, I want you to, to look at the options to see, you know, is there some therapy that's, that's possibly needed? Some counseling could help you. Um, but, um, it's a good thing. It's a positive thing and it makes really awesome changes in people uh, who are ready to make the change, which it sounds like you are. It really sounds like she is. I think there's a there's a lot of parts of this email where she, you know, is very aware of what's going on, very aware of what she's feeling. And that is far and away the first step. You know, if you can actually nail down what's going on with you, which is basically what we're trying to do as we're like recording this show is trying to figure out like what the heck is going on with us. Um, if you can actually make those distinctions and say like, I know what's going on in my head. I know how I'm feeling and I like this part and I don't like this part. And this is what's making me sad. Being able to nail down those things and knowing why you aren't making changes. Like you say, you don't want to be vulnerable and burned. You don't want to put yourself out there. Like you're currently unable to make the change that you think that you need that's usually where you need an intervention from somebody else. So I think yeah. Jules is Jules is just right on there with, you know, either talk to your husband as a first step if you're not kind of comfortable going further and going to get medical help. Um, but if you are, then I think that, you know, therapy and medical options should absolutely be explored at this point in time. I think you, you're at the point now where you, you need an outside intervention. Mm-hmm. And if this hasn't shown you anything, like, everyone has issues. Like, again, (laughs) like, the whole mask thing with other people. Like, you'll find people who are similar to you and who will accept you for who you are and what you struggle with. You'll find those people. It might take a while. It could be a week. It could be three months. It could be a year. You'll find people who are, like, your tribe. Mm -hmm. So just don't give up. Keep being yourself. Keep working on yourself. And you're going to find 
the friends you're looking for. Just kind of slowly put yourself out there, whether it's like a kid's playgroup and you're meeting other moms or find local, um, like meetup.com has like, if you're interested in knitting groups or, you know, different, any kind of hobby that you might have, try stuff like that. See if you Mm -hmm. can, you know, or through churches, anything like that. I've never heard of meetup.com. So is that something that you've ever used before? Uh, Oh, yes. AIE Guild uses it. I think CTRs used it too. Like it's just, you know, you can do it for anything. There's um, geeky groups that do stuff. It's just, you can search on there any kind of hobby and find um, local events and things that you can go to that they welcome other people and hugely used site and it's free um and it's every single interest you could ever think of yep and so they have they'll do things so in your area so in your city you'll be able to search by your city by the interest group anything like that um it's pretty cool so yeah, yeah meetup.com is a great point i'm just looking at this now this is incredible there's like mm-hmm. everything from outdoors to food and drink to to movements like activism uh there's mm-hmm faith stuff in here book clubs fashion beauty everything this is awesome yeah um mm-hmm. wow yeah thanks for i would love to do is... a book club if i could actually finish a book without falling asleep i need to <laughs> that's what i need to work on <laughs> all right i think that's going to do it for us tonight thank you guys so much for tuning in uh nevermore where can folks find you on the interwebs I am on Twitter at Quota Nevermore, and that's the best place you can follow me. And hopefully this weekend I'm going to put up my uh, Geek Asylum Christmassy stuff. So, yay. Awesome. <laughs> Got to make the time. <laughs> are they going to have flashing green and red lights? Because now you've kind of upped the bar for your ability to craft. <laughs> right? Um, not this time. But I'll have, I, I could add lights, but they don't have like on and off selection. Uh, nope. It's just nope. always on and a oh, blink. Okay. So. <laughs> fair enough fair enough Jules where can folks find you you can find me on Twitter at Jules RPG and you can find the other show that I do which is called Torin Think Tank it is a podcast about uh, gaming advice and personal uh, personal growth as well people talk about their own um, needs for advice about everything from social anxiety to uh, to friendships Kind of similar to what we do on this show, but focusing a little bit more about the gaming universe. So, uh, and that is on uh, at Torrent Think Tank on Twitter. TorrentThinkTank.com is our our website, and you can check it all out there. Jules is also a fantastic life coach. So, if you guys want to okay. hire her for her <laughs> services, please do so because I know she brings a brightness to my life that wouldn't be there otherwise. So, I highly recommend her services, and I believe that's Jules at TorrentThinkTank.com. That is correct. Thank you very much. Yes. Nailed it. Yes. Uh, you yes. can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I am at Jaws Plays. You can also follow the show at Demons Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can find episodes of this show and links to everything over at JawsPlays.com. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, unfortunately, and I forgot to mention this off the top of the show, but we won't actually see you next week. Uh, Slaying Demons is going on a very short hiatus for the holiday season. Uh, we will be back with another episode on January. Uh, now I'm totally blanking. Um, third, sixth, I think it's the third, right? The third. Yes, we will be back. Uh, we will be back recording, uh, our episode number 13 on, uh, January 3rd, possibly talking maybe some, I don't know, New Year's resolutions seems appropriate. <laughs> Sounds appropriate to me. But yeah, so we are, we are taking a little bit of a break on Slaying Demons. So we're taking a few weeks off for the holiday season. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we will see you on January 3rd. Bye everybody. Happy holidays!